Hello, everyone. This is Tyler Johnston with Johnston Realty. Thank you for checking into our weekly podcast to stay up to date with the market changes and trends in Douglas, Wyoming. You can always check out our newest listings at www.johnstonrealty.biz or like us on Facebook to stay up to date on community events and our new listings there as well. So far this week, we've seen three new homes come on the market, one at $160,000, one in the middle, and one all the way up at $399,000. So that brings our total homes on the market in Douglas, Wyoming this week up to 113 homes. Now, 60 of those are under $200,000. We've got 35 between $200,000 and $300,000, nine between $300,000 and $400,000, and the remaining nine are over $400,000. There's five homes under contract, still that one at 246, and the rest are still under that $200,000 mark. And we saw two homes sell this week, so those closed out. Both of those home sales were under the $200,000 price range, and interest rates are still holding steady. 4% for your conventional loans, and then all of those government loans, the FHA, VA, and rural development loans at three and a quarter. So make sure you're visiting with your lender. It's a great time to be having that conversation, see what you qualify for, and start looking for that new home. What I thought I'd touch on this week is just the home buying process itself. So if you've never bought a home or if it's been a few years, uh, what steps should you go through and how does the whole process work? And so we'll kind of go through just a brief overview and touch on a few things here and there that I think are very important for you to know as a buyer. And so that way you know what to expect as you go in to start looking for your first new home or that new upgrade because you've been into your house for a little while and are looking to make a change. So the first thing you want to do is you want to contact a lender. Like we've talked about before, go in, see what you pre-qualify for. You don't want to go look at a $400,000 house and find out you only qualify for $300,000 because the one at $400,000 is just everything that you've ever wanted. It's got the kitchen, it's got the living room, the bedrooms, the closet space, all of that. Then you start looking at something lower priced and you may have a hard time finding that exact thing. Now you've fallen in love with this house, but now you got to start cutting down and figuring out, well, no, that's not in my price range. So now where am I at? So that's a main thing to know before you go start looking is what exactly you qualify for. Okay, so talk to your lender, find out what you qualify for, and then talk to your real estate agent and find out what homes are on the market that meet the criteria that you're important. Three bedrooms, uh, square footage, whether it's got a detached garage because that's important to you, and just have that conversation. Find out what's on the market and then schedule your appointments and go look. Now, a lot of the homes in Douglas the homeowners are still living in the home, so the home's not vacant. So I always tell people when they want to start looking that, you know, we do need to probably allow at least a 24-hour notice before we go start looking. So sometimes um, it just depends on the house that you're interested in and whether or not if you walk into an office at 1 o'clock that afternoon, if you can go take a look at it. Uh, It just kind of depends on each individual seller and the position they're in. So kind of have that expectation when you walk in first that, you got an idea, you really want to go see this house, crap, now we got to wait, give them that 24 hours notice or a couple days depending on the situation before you can go look. So kind of have that expectation as well. Sometimes you get lucky, sometimes you don't. Now after you've gone through and looked around and found a house, okay, this is great, we found our house, this is exactly what we want, it's in our price range, now we're going to make an offer. Uh, As my father would say, there are no Uh, feelings in real estate. You can make an offer. Offer what you feel is important to you. Have that conversation with your real estate agent on uh, what you're thinking and how you came to that conclusion and 
make your offer. The worst thing they do is say no, or like I say, the worst thing they do is say yes, and now you bought yourself a home. Uh, if they do say no, they usually come back with a counter offer, and you kind of go back and forth and negotiate based on the price, or if you've asked them to repair certain things with your offer or to include certain things with the purchase of the home, that's where you come back with the counter offers and the negotiations back and forth. Now, once you've agreed on a price, uh, you usually have to put down your earnest money. So that was the money that you agreed upon in your offer to put down, which can be any amount. Uh, you deliver the earnest money to the uh, selling agent or to your realtor, and they'll do that for you. And then you've got your inspection period. Now, this is the time where you hire inspectors to go inspect the home that you're purchasing. Now, all inspections are paid for at the buyer's expense. So you also want to check with your lender, see if they require a termite inspection or a roof inspection or certain things, because the different types of loans that you're choosing, the different products, sometimes require different inspections. So you schedule those out. Those usually are scheduled out for about two weeks. And you can either hire a home inspector uh, that kind of goes over and gives you a whole overview inspection of the home, uh, the roof, the electrical, the plumbing, and all that. Or another option for you as well is to go through and hire individuals to do those inspections. Hire a licensed electrician, hire a licensed plumber, uh, hire a contractor, take a look at the roof or the foundation. And when you're choosing to do that, um, costs are really kind of pretty close. I mean, one way I wouldn't say is more cost-effective than the other. I mean, you definitely want to do your due diligence on this. It's your home purchase, and you want to make sure that everything is checked out and that you're comfortable purchasing the home and have the important things checked. Um, one thing that might be important to one person for an inspection may not be important to somebody else. They may be like, well, you know, I know how to do those things. I'm not too worried about it, or I have no clue how to do anything electrical. I want to make sure it's checked out and the elect electrical's good. So you schedule that out, you have your inspections. Now, if anything's found during that time, now you've got another chance uh, to start negotiating again. So the electrician has gone through and done an electrical inspection and said, oh, there's $5,000 worth of updates to the electrical that needs done. Well, now you've got to figure out who's going to pay for that uh, electrical update. Uh, you can choose not to do it, say, well, I'm not worried about it, forget it. Uh, or you could take a look at it and say, well, Mr. Seller, I want you to pay for this so that way I'm comfortable buying your home. These are the repairs I've uh, identified in my inspection process, and I want you to pay for them. They don't have to. They can tell you no, or they could come back again and negotiate with you and say, well, I'll pay for this, and then I'm not going to pay for that, or I'd like you to split the cost with me. But you've got a certain deadline, so you need to watch your time, watch your calendar, so that way you've got an agreement by that specified time on what's going to happen with those repairs. If that time period passes and you haven't come to an agreement, now you as the buyer, you're buying the house as is, where is, and the, inspection, or the seller doesn't have to pay for any of those repairs you've identified. Now, if they're very important to you and you decide, look, if he's not going to pay for them, I'm not going to pay for them because I'm already going to be spending money on my closing costs and down payment and stuff like that, then you've got the right to back out of the contract as long as you submit a written uh, letter to the seller before that deadline stating that you'll be backing out of the contract at that time and you're requesting your earnest money back. So that way you get your money back. You're out your money for your inspections, but say you, you it didn't end up buying a home with 
electrical issues. Now you move on to the next home and hopefully there's nothing wrong there. If you agree to the repairs, then you set up time for those repairs to be done prior to closing. You always want to make sure that those repairs or things you've identified in your inspections are taken care of before you close and take possession of the home. That's just how I feel about it, my own personal opinion on that fact. Uh, so after you've got through that period, about that, this time is now when you'll see an appraiser show up from the lender. And the appraiser will, again, walk around and do an inspection of the home as well. Uh, it's a different than a inspection inspection. They're making sure that the home meets certain um, guidelines due to the type of loan product that you've chosen. So if it's got peeling paint, that may need to be corrected. Um, if you've got you know, a garage door opener doesn't work, they'll want that fixed or taken off. Uh, there will be certain guidelines that the appraisers will go through that your lender will discuss with you and also your real estate agent as well. Now, again, the appraiser can come back with certain requirements. This needs to be done. That needs to be done. I had one home where it was stucco. The appraiser came out, said that the home met value, but he wasn't going to sign off until the stucco had been um, sanded, primed, and painted on the entire house. Well, the seller didn't want to pay to sand, prime, and paint the stucco on the house. The buyer really wanted the house, but again, they didn't have the finances in order to pay for that big of a repair on top of everything else, so they chose to cancel the contract, requested their earnest money back, and everybody parted ways. Now, as long as it's met value, and then if you meet any certain requirements, sometimes it's simple as an appraiser says, we need some downspout extensions on the end of the downspouts. Very simple, $10, $15 local hardware store, put those on the downspouts, the appraiser come back, give you a, an all clear to close, and then you move forward to, towards that closing date. As things are going on, as you're meeting all of these deadlines and times and dates are coming and going, don't always panic. So like say all of a sudden your contractor calls and he can't make it for his inspection or the appraiser hasn't shown up yet because the lender got backed up or the appraiser ended up being on vacation all of a sudden in the middle of your transaction. You can always do an agreement to say, hey, Mr. Seller, this is what's going on. We need to do an extension. We need to change this date to this date. And usually, as long as it's reasonable and, you know, it's not just, well, I, I didn't call. You know, if it's a reasonable request, nine times out of ten, the seller is going to agree to that. You're going to just meet those uh, little objections and hiccups along the way as they come up. Our goal and also your lender's goal is to try and make the process as easy and as simple as it can be for you for the purchase of your new home. Um, things do come up. They always do. It seems like even of the simplest, easiest type of transaction, there's always one hiccup here or there, but that's what you talk to your real estate agent about. That's what you talk to your lender about. They've got the experience. They've dealt with these types of things before, and they should be able to answer any questions that you may have. You know, what happens if this happens? If I do an inspection and I find out this, what can I, what can I do? Just have those open conversations ask your lender, ask your real estate agent, and they'll be able to answer those questions for you and address those things as they come up. Sometimes it's just as simple as a closing gets delayed because the um, underwriter needs one extra piece of paper. It didn't seem material at the beginning. All of a sudden it just kind of comes up, oh, we need this and we can't do anything until we get this. Well, Everybody will work together as much as possible to get it done and try and meet those deadlines so that way you 
got your movers lined up or you got friends coming to town to help you move this certain weekend, we definitely want to try and make sure we accommodate and meet all those deadlines as much as possible. So the main things I want you to take away from this as a buyer looking to purchase a new home is make sure that you know what you're qualified for, ask about what inspections are required by your lender, ask about your inspection deadlines, when do those deadlines and objection deadlines have to be met, when will the appraiser be coming, what happens if the appraiser doesn't meet value, what happens if the appraiser has certain requirements, your real estate agent and your lender should be pretty familiar with the different types of loans that, are, that you're getting or working with, and so they can kind of give you ideas on what the appraiser will be looking for. And usually the real estate agent representing the seller has also addressed those um, with the seller as well prior to even listing the house. I know when I go give a price opinion on a home, I can look and say, you know, the paint's peeling around the trim on all of your windows and the doorways an appraiser is going to catch that and make you correct it. So nine times out of 10, some of those simple appraisal requirements will have already been addressed. It may just be a type of deal where the seller says, okay, I understand that, but I'm not gonna do it until I know for sure we've got a, a contract on the house and then I'll take care of it. The time and date of the closing, that's usually set up throughout the process and it's not, it, we'll throw a date out there, but we won't specify a time or a location yet until we know for sure which title office is doing the closing and what times work for everybody's work schedules. I mean, we all shoot for that deadline, but say he's got to work at the mine on Friday, so he's on a day shift and won't be in town. We'll move it to Thursday or the following Monday, trying to accommodate and meet everybody's schedules. Um, you also need to ask your lender, what do you need to bring to the closing? All of your signatures on your closing are going to be notarized, so you'll need to make sure you bring your driver's license. Uh, you'll want to talk to your lender and see if you need to bring a cashier's check if you're putting money down or paying for your closing costs at the title, title office, the closing, and they'll be able to give you those amounts usually a couple days ahead of time as long as everything's working right and things are going well. Um, usually, they will not accept a personal check, so you'll need to go to your bank and get a cashier's check. So sometimes that's always a surprise for people. They show up with their checkbook and, no, can't do that. You're going to have to run over to the bank and get a cashier's check. So have those conversations. Make sure you ask all these questions as you're going through and anything else that comes up that you're just unsure of, make sure that you ask. The more information you have, the better prepared you can be and the better decisions you can make during the whole process to make sure it's an overall fit. You want to make sure it's a fit for you. The seller's trying to make sure it's a fit for him. And when it's a good deal, it, agree, or it makes sense for both sides and everybody's happy at the end and you've got keys to your new home. Thank you all for tuning in this week for the market update. Make sure to check out our website, www.johnstonrealty.biz to stay up to date on all of our new listings. And also like us on Facebook to stay up to date with community events like the Craft Hockeyville. The voting's been going all week. Hopefully we'll see what happens with that. And also all of our new marketing there as well. Don't forget to click subscribe there to the right or also on iTunes. Stay up to date every week. Big thanks to our special guest last week, Angie Pyle from People's Mortgage. We'll be having some other lenders joining us as well in upcoming episodes. So make sure to tune in every week. Thanks, everybody, and have a great weekend.